Chris Bassett, Nathan Yavaldi, and who the Twins should be targeting on the starting pitching market beyond Carlos Rodon, who we discussed yesterday as a great fit for the Twins. It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, three seasons hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins, four off seasons hosting a daily pod and writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. Beyond Verlander, DeGrom, Rodon, which yesterday I put Rodon in the same stratosphere as Verlander and DeGrom, which I felt like maybe it was a hot take to say he's just you know just as good or has been just as good over the last couple of years. But I think he he should be viewed similarly in terms of what you can expect in 2023 if if they're healthy. And that's the biggest if for Carlos Rodon. And then there's this next tier, this next tier of starters. And last year, we saw Stroman, Eduardo Rodriguez, Robbie Ray, Kevin Gaussman, bunch of guys, Alex Cobb in that middle tier, but it was a middle to upper tier. Those were clear, like number two starters on a playoff team with number one upside. Gaussman, he pitched very well for the Blue Jays this year and was a borderline number one. Eduardo Rodriguez, it didn't go well for him. He left the team for personal reasons. When he did pitch, it was up and down. And then with Marcus Stroman and Robbie Ray, up and down seasons as well. Stroman had a nice second half for the Cubs where he really kind of found it. And then Robbie Ray, we mentioned yesterday, lost a tick on his fastball. Wasn't the same guy he was when he won the Cy Young in 2021. So there are landmines out there, especially in this tier. Because if you're going to go pay somebody five years and $100 million, you are hoping that they are the guy they were when they entered the free agent market. The difference this year from last year, last year you had all of these breakouts who were free agents. Ray, Gaussman, you know, Stroman is who he is. He's been a, a very good major league pitcher for a long time. But this year it's that middle tier is guys you really can't project to be frontline starters or you're not going to pay them, I should say, to be frontline starters, I don't think. And that next tier to me is Nathan Yavaldi, Chris Bassett, Jamison Tyone, Andrew Heaney, maybe Sean Manaya, but that's about it for that that middle tier, which I view as clear number threes. And we know with this Twins rotation, they should not be going after depth starters at this point. If they're going to add a starter, it needs to be somebody they view as having clear upside to be their number one starter because they have depth in the rotation, theoretically, if everybody's healthy. Or even if not, you know, if a couple guys are not, you have hopefully Louis Varlin, Simeon Richardson ready to go. Josh Winder in that group as well. They should be going after either established aces like Carlos Rodon or Verlander or DeGrom or guys they view as having an upside to be a frontline starter or an ace. And I think with Nathan Yavaldi and Chris Bassett specifically, I want to break those two down today and their fits and whether the Twins should invest at the Becker median is... These two guys are, are different, but they're probably going to get paid a, 
in the same range. And John Becker, I mentioned, has this this resource, this great tool that has a median of every contract prediction, and I'm sure it's going to be very close, and I love that tool. And I used it for these two players. And I, I want to start with Nathan Yavaldi. Come, We know the name, right? Coming out of Boston, very, very injury-riddled 2022 season. He barely reached the 100-inning threshold after pitching 182-plus in 2021. He's had injury problems his whole career. Multiple Tommy John surgeries. I think he's had two Tommy John surgeries. The only time he's ever gotten close to what he threw in 2021 was 2014 with Miami. He almost threw 200 innings. He was one out away from 200 innings, and he had a 437 ERA for Miami. Then went to the Yankees. Tampa was in Boston for a while. In the last three years, it's been career years for Nathan Yavali. He's been the three best years of his career, essentially, outside of 2013 with Miami, but that was a shortened sample. In the last three years, Nathan Yavaldi, who is he? Right, 61 starts, 379 ERA. That's an ERA plus at 120, a FIP at 343. That screams to me Sonny Gray over the last three years. That's who Nathan Yavaldi's been. But it's not it's not in conjunction with each other. Like the ERAs are all similar, but in 2021, Yavaldi had the best year of his career. And Boston surprisingly made it to the ALCS. And a huge reason for that was Nathan Yavaldi. He made 32 starts. His FIP was the best in the American League at 279. His walk rate was tiny and it was the best in Major League Baseball. He finished fourth for the Cy Young Award. He finished 15th in MVP voting. He had a tremendous, tremendous season for Boston in 2021. There's your upside right there. And with Yavaldi, it's easy to see because he has the velocity. So one thing we look at, right, or the first thing we look at, trying to find upside in these pitchers. Do they have the velo on the fastball? Absolutely, Yavaldi has fastball velocity. His entire career, he averages about 97 miles an hour on his four-seam fastball. He's got it. It's a lesser spin rate, and that's why he doesn't get as many whiffs on the fastball. But in 2021, it set up a tremendous curveball a very, very good slider in 2021, and a splitter he throws as well that, that graded out nicely in that in that special season. When you throw 97 consistently, it, it helps you set up your off-speed. It makes your off-speed better if you can locate 97, preferably at the top of the zone, and that's exactly what Yavaldi did in 2021. I think Yavaldi for the Twins fits the – he's not a clear ace, right? He's never He's never been viewed that way as a clear ace. But he fits that secondary mode that he has frontline starter upside because he just did it in 2021. That's that's a frontline starter. He was a, a wild card game starter, beat Garrett Cole and the Yankees in the wild card game. By definition, a game one starter, Nathan Yavaldi in 2021. A lot of injury history. There's some risk here. What would Yavaldi potentially get? And should the twins invest in him at that number plus Chris Bassett and comparing those cases after this word from? Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Lockdown Twins listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it in an emergency. 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only 
when a threat is real. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Nathan Yavaldi, what would he get in free agency? The Becker median for Nathan Yavaldi is three years. He's going to be 33 in February, Yavaldi. Three years for $42 million. That's an average annual value of $14 million. If Nate Yavaldi is 2021 Nate Yavaldi, it's a great deal. That's an outstanding value for a starting pitcher. Frontline starter for $14 million bucks on a three-year deal. Sign, sign me up for that all day long. If he's who he's been the last three years combined, three years, $42 million, that's about right. That's about right in free agency. So what would he bring to the Twins? It depends. Like, Do you want to add another injury question mark to this team? Back and shoulder problems last year, soreness in the shoulder. That's uh, not, a, not a good thing to hear when Tyler Malley's been going through the same thing and, and the Twins staff as a whole. So many question marks, right? Do you want to add another one? in Nathan Yavaldi. I think Yavaldi is right up their alley, though, for this front office. And I, I touched on this yesterday with Rodon because it's similar, and it was especially last year for Rodon. They find value in guys who who are often injured because they feel like it's a market inefficiency. They feel like we can get Nate Yavaldi for a lesser price. He's a, he's a good pitcher. We can get him for a lesser price because he only threw 109 innings. He's had two Tommy John surgeries. He's going to be 33 in February. We feel like we can get him for a good value and just kind of cross our fingers and hope he stays healthy because we believe in injury variants and we believe that it's random, right? But when you have a pitcher who's at elbow, shoulder, back, that I don't think that's necessarily random. I think I think at a certain point, like there's wear and tear on his arm over 1,200 innings now in the majors, which isn't an, it's not an obscene number. But Nathan Yavaldi's been around the block 11 years and is coming off his, his basically his shortest season since 2019. 2019 was just awful for him with the Red Sox. 599 ERA and 67 and two-thirds, again, limited by those injuries. And I think he's an interesting guy, especially because of the velocity and the experience. He's pitched in big games, and he has that fastball that was down over a tick last year. He averaged 96.8 with it in 2021, 96.8 miles an hour, round that up to 97. Last year, 95.7, so round that up to 96. A tick, 1.1 ticks off the fastball, which, as we know, reduces the effectiveness of, of every other pitch, including the fastball. I think for 3-42, and 42, what that would allow the Twins to do is, we know he's coming off a year where he only made 20 starts. You know, he barely pitched 100 innings. The Twins are in this sort of, I don't want to call it a luxury, but they're in a position where they they could go into the season with a six-man rotation. I made this point on other guys, and I think it's really true for Nathan Yavaldi. You can't expect Nathan Yavaldi to eat innings for you. If you sign Nathan Yavaldi for three years and $42 million, which I think the Twins would be interested in, to be honest, just based on their history and based, who they've, based on who they've talked to in the past and, and what they've been interested in doing, what you're expecting is he – Pitches in a six-man rotation out of the gate to limit his innings and try to keep him healthy. He's not an innings eater for you. You know, you can probably hope for 130 to 150 innings, but what you're hoping for is those are frontline starter innings. Those are innings that he threw in 2021 where he was very, very good. And then when you get into the postseason, okay, we have a, a starter who throws 96-97. We actually have some real velocity, someone who's been there, someone who's pitched in big games in October. We have that guy, Nathan Yavaldi. That's what you're hoping for. You're not hoping for 
we need to add Nathan Yavaldi to eat up 180 to 200 innings because that's just that ain't gonna happen. That's I mean you can't you, it might, but you can't expect that to happen from a guy like Nathan Yavaldi who has the injury history, who's coming off a year where they barely reached 100 innings. That's not the expectations. That's not why you're signing him. The Twins would sign him because he's a quality starter, and you'd feel like you'd be getting a value per se because of his injury history. And you could take advantage of that. You could take advantage of the market in that way and hope he stays healthy. And if he does, boom, we got our guy. You know, we got a frontline starter and it only cost us 14 million bucks for three years. And that's that's the value there. That's what they would be looking for. And the twins are in a position this year where they don't need innings eaters. Last year they definitely needed innings eaters. Nathan Yavaldi last year would have made would have made less sense. You can't rely on him to pitch that many innings. This year, I think he makes a lot more sense for them because you can't rely on him to pitch that many innings. And the Twins, hopefully, if things go well in that department, won't need 180, 200 innings out of him because they already have five starters on opening day. Push that to six. You know, Kenta Maeda is going to be eased in. You know, Sonny Gray last year didn't throw a ton of innings. You know, Tyler Malley was hurt down the stretch. You need that sixth man, I think, especially out of the gate, out of spring training. Nathan Yavaldi would be a great candidate for that, for three, for 42. Do I feel the same way about Chris Bassett coming off a really nice year with the New York Mets? You can find out after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to get all your sports betting needs. From sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. Thanksgiving football. It's time. Go play at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Very easy to use on your phone or the desktop. I personally prefer the desktop, but with betonline.net, it really doesn't matter what you use. It really doesn't matter what you need because they have you covered on any platform, for any sport, for any news, any analysis, any podcast, whatever you're looking for, you can find it at betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Chris Bassett, does he make as much sense as Nathan Yavaldi? Well, he's going to be 34 in February, so a year older than Nate Yavaldi if we're comparing the two because I, I view them in, in a similar in a similar way where they, where they are on the market, but he's a year older than Yavaldi. He just had a really strong season for the Mets, but it, by his standards, it was his worst season since 2019. In Oakland in, in 2020, in the COVID season, he was great. He was very good in 2021 for Oakland, and then the ERA slowly crept up since that COVID season. But in his eight-year career, Chris Bassett pitched a year with the White Sox, believe it or not, then with Oakland, then with the Mets. 345 ERA, that's a 118 ERA plus, just like Sonny, Sonny Gray. Very similar. The difference between Bassett, who has similar numbers to Yavaldi's time in Boston and over the last three years, the difference with, with Bassett is he's a, he's a different pitcher than Yavaldi. Maybe more similar to Sonny Gray, different, but Bassett is more pitch to contact. He doesn't have the velocity. You know, he's a sinker guy. He's going to try to get it on your hands as a righty. He's going to try to create that. He's going he's gonna to move it around the zone. He relies on that command and control. He's going to try to get a bunch of ground balls, and, and that's who he is, and that's how he gets outs. That's how he got outs for the Mets this year, almost a 50% ground ball rate for Chris Bassett. ton of sink on the two-seamer. Sometimes 
gets away from him and he can have command problems when he's not in the zone. But that's much different from from Nathan Yavaldi, who's like your traditional four seamer curve. Like it's just different. Bassett's more sinker, changing speeds, changing locations, trying to keep you off balance, trying to mess up your timing. That's Chris Bassett. That's not Nathan Yavaldi. Chris Bassett, unlike Yavaldi, is somebody who I would expect if I were to sign Chris Bassett and John Becker's median for Chris Bassett is three years for 60 million. So 20 million a year, which I'm not saying he's not deserving of that. You know, seven over seven wins above replacement the last two seasons combined. But what you'd be expecting is an innings eater. He's coming off a season where he made 30 starts. He threw over 180 innings. In the last two years combined, he's thrown 339 innings for Oakland and, and for the Mets. I would expect an innings eater if I'm signing Bassett. And the way he pitches too is an innings eater type of pitcher where he's sinker, you know, 91 to 93 with the sinker, ground balls, balls in play, quick innings, innings eater. That's who Bassett is. Whoever signs Bassett likely has a large hole in their rotation that needs to be filled. And for the Twins, that's just not the case. They don't have a necessarily a hole. And that's why I'm saying if they're going to sign a starter, it needs to be A, somebody who's already an ace, or B, somebody who has frontline upside. And I just don't think Chris Bassett has frontline upside. Now, he reached that upside in the COVID season. He did. And he was just as good as Yavaldi, I would say, in terms of ERA in 2021. But Yavaldi's FIP was the best in the American League because I think it's a stuff thing. It's a swing and miss thing. And that's why you know he limited the homers, especially at Fenway and in the AL East. For Yavaldi, it's just different. Bassett had a really nice season in 2021, as did Yavaldi, but Yavaldi was was better and more dominant, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for dominant starters who can help the Twins. I'm looking for Velo. I'm looking for dominance. I'm looking for somebody who you can line up in game one, and there's that, that fear factor in the opponent. Chris Bassett might scare some teams in the regular season. I would argue in the playoffs, he should be your game two or three starter, which is fine. Like Sonny Gray, He's like Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is a game two or three starter, I would say. You need a clear number one. If you if you sign Bassett, it wouldn't be a bad thing for three years and 60 million. It would be okay. I would be very confused by it, and I think it's something this front office would never do, so I'd be shocked and confused, but it wouldn't be bad. Like You're adding a quality starter to the mix. Since 2020, Chris Bassett has thrown over 400 innings with a 313 ERA. That's 28% better than league average. FIPS at 352, a little bit of a difference there, but as I mentioned, you know, ground ball pitcher, not a ton of strikeouts, not a ton, ton of swings and misses. Can still strike guys out. Career strikeout rate at twenty two percent in the last three seasons. That's even higher at twenty three percent. But he's not the guy I'd be looking for in the free agent market or via trade. He's just last year. I loved Chris Bassett for the Twins. We did a show on him. I wrote about him. Thought he made a ton of sense because guess what? The Twins needed innings. They needed the, those one hundred and eighty innings that Bassett threw for the Mets. That would have been huge last year. This year, it's different. I would go for quality over quantity this year because the Twins have the quantity and they're lacking that quality. They're lacking that quality. We'll finish with this. Zips came out with their way too early projections. Dan Zimborski, I believe that's how you say it, at Fangraphs had a nice write-up on every division and every projection. So Zips basically runs simulations of every player. Turn It's very, it's complicated. It's simple, but it's complicated. Turns that into a simulation for the season and then spits out a record based on individual projections on the team, you know, players on the team. For the Twins, as currently constructed, this is without Carlos Correa. This is with Cal Farmer as the shortstop, 
are projected at 81 wins in the American League Central. That would be second to Cleveland at 82 wins. It's a terrible division in terms of projections, and it was last year. White Sox are, I think, 76 in the projection, and the reason those are so low is because the schedule is more balanced, and I don't I, – I mean, at this point, there's no, like, dominant team in this division. Cleveland was very good. I expect Cleveland to be solid again next year, depending on what they do this offseason, but Zips views it as – it's up for grabs again in 2023, at least at this point. It's way too early, but at least at this point. My takeaway from that is, yeah, and I said this last year too, like the Twins are not not that far away from being a playoff contender. And I would argue this summer for over 100 days that they were in first place in the Central, they were fighting for the playoffs and they had something to play for in September. And I was I was hoping for that and it didn't go the way we wanted at all. I'm not saying that was, oh, I'm happy with how it went. No, like they needed to make the playoffs, win the division. But I, I, my point was last year, like they're not that far away from at least competing for a playoff spot, and that's that's what we're looking for. And I think this year the expectations are higher than that for this offseason because you have more than just Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober returning in the rotation. You now can add Malley and Gray and Maeda to that mix, and Woods Richardson and Varlin. The depth is a lot better. But that's that's my point again this year. They're already at eighty one in, in Zip's projection system. You add Correa, maybe there's three and a half. You add. Uh, Nathan Yavaldi, oh, there's maybe two. Oh, we add a good reliever, there's one. And all of a sudden, your projection system's at 88, 89 wins. And you're thinking, oh, now we're going to go. Like, now we got a chance. We can win this division. We can go to the playoffs in 2023. I think it's it's a simple but not easy task for the Twins. But I think they're in a position where, and, and Dan wrote about this. He said, Zips sees it how I see it. And I think a lot of Twins fans see it when they analyze this roster. Zips is acknowledging that the Twins have a deep rotation but it lacks upside. And when I talk about Uvalde or even Bassett, that's adding to that upside of the group, more so for Uvalde if you can't. If you don't quite follow where I'm going with those two, I think Uvalde's the better fit. It's it's saying the same thing I think about it, which is it's nice to think about like, oh, I'm I'm I feel the same way. It's a deep rotation, but it lacks upside. It's like, oh, you know, it's good starters. They got five good starters in there, but they're none of them are going to strike fear in the heart of an opponent. I'm not saying Yavaldi would, but he certainly would more than anybody on this rotation already because of the velo, I think, especially, and he's been dominant in the past. So it's interesting. 81 wins, you know, as a projection, nothing to write home about to be a 500 team, but knowing what we know that the twins have 40 plus 50, maybe, maybe 60 million to spend in free agency. It's, this is my point. Like they have the resources, they have the ability, they have the roster in place to go out and make some serious additions and go out and, and supplement this roster and try to get back in the mix in 2023 because this front office, I think, knows that they have to do that. And I, from my perspective, I think they have to do that. Hopefully they do. We'll keep an eye on this all the way through. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'm so grateful for you for listening to Lockdown Twins always. Thank you so much. Have a great day with your families. Hopefully the Vikings get a win and you'll join me again on Friday for a talk on Andrew Heaney and Shamanaya and their fits and whether they would be they would fill those two requirements I'm looking for out of a potential starting addition this offseason. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you so much again. Have a great day. And as always, go Twins.